Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 Support Call. This call does happen Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 in the morning. For Granny D, it's 9.40 in the morning. So three hours difference between the two of us because she's in the middle of the country and I'm on the West Coast. Um, for those of you, um, if you ever miss any of these calls, you can go back to Sound at Cloud, which is an application Put in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and TR90. And he has all of the recorded calls, which Brian is recording for us. And Frank loads them up onto SoundCloud so that they're archived for us. And we can always go back and listen to those wonderful calls that we've had in the past. Or ones that we may have missed. And... For those of you that do not know who I am, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon. I am a trained as a teacher, but I've had a huge interest in health, nutrition, and exercise because I had grandparents that had health issues when I, before I was even in high school, but in high school it really hit home. And so because of that, I've just kind of, really kept on top of all that exercise and health and nutrition and wanting to know how I could avoid having the heart disease and having the adult onset diabetes because I didn't want either of those things in my life. So, as you know, this is the TR90 support call for both TR90 and Body Burn 30. The TR90 program is the one meal, one clean good meal a day, two snacks, or not two snacks, three snacks, two shakes, 30 grams of protein at three meals, so making sure that you're getting 30 grams of protein in one of those six meals, but preferably at the meals rather than the snacks, drinking plenty of water. Water is... You should be drinking about one ounce for every two pounds you weigh is the current thinking. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking about 50 ounces of water. If you're in a humid area where you're sweating profusely or you're exercising heavily, you may need to drink more than that just to keep yourself hydrated. And that's totally acceptable. You just need that that. Uh, one ounce for every two pounds you weigh is the absolute minimum that you should be drinking. If you're not there yet, you can always slowly work your way up to that. That was one of those things that I learned when I was doing Weight Watchers like 35 years ago. So that was, it took a while. I worked my way up there and I've just sort of always stayed there drinking that water. Making sure to get seven plus hours of rest daily. So that means, you know, getting good, good quality sleep, 30 minutes of ex, moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week. Um, some of us are doing it seven days a week because, you know, you get in the habit and you don't want to lose the habit. So there is that. But making sure you're getting in that, that exercise for 30 minutes. Eating plenty of fruits and vegetables. Right now you should be eating, well, you should be eating seven plus servings of fruits and or vegetables. 
and that does a lot for in making sure you get plenty of fiber in your diet because closer to where it either came off the tree or off a bush or off out of the ground, the better it is for you. Um, but there we are. So that's kind of the TR90 program in a nutshell. And I'm always looking for information to share with you that will um, supplement that, making sure that, um, well, sometimes we like to switch things up. The information I'm sharing today is out of a book called Superfoods Health Style, Simple Changes in Life to Get the Most Out of Life for the Rest of Your Life. And it was written by Stephen G. Pratt and Kathy Matthews. And last week, I started sharing about meditation and why um, meditation is so beneficial to include into your TR90 program. And it does not necessarily have to be um, a spiritual or religious practice. Um, But if you are a spiritual person or a religious person, this can actually enhance that. So there is that. So there's an increasing evidence that religious practice such as prayer enhances health. Since antiquity, people of many geographic, of every geographic area, culture, and ideology, and religious belief system have used prayer as a means of positively affecting their daily life and well-being. William James described prayer as every kind of inward communication or conversation with the power recognized as divine. Scientific studies suggest that if you want to live longer, frequent attendance at religious services may yield positive health benefits. Even among individuals who attend religious services once a month or more, mortality rates appear to be lower than among people who attend relative who attend rarely or not at all. These benefits accrue for both Judeo-Christian and non-Judeo-Christian religions. And at least one study demonstrates a positive outcome for people who primarily and regularly practice their prayer in a non-church plant non-religious facility setting. We know that religiosity or spirituality is associated with lower blood pressure and less risk for developing hypertension. Blood pressure studies show a generally consistent pattern connecting greater religious involvement to lower blood pressure or to lower incidence of hypertension. There is also evidence that the religious activity is associated with better blood lipid profiles, with lower LDLs and higher HDLs among those who regularly practice in religious services. Finally, there's evidence that those who worship regularly also enjoy better immune function. Many studies on religious and health indicate a trend toward better health and less morbidity across the board in the presence of higher levels of religiosity. If you do regularly practice a religion, 
you can be you can be encouraged by the positive evidence that the habit enhances your health. View, uh, people who are interested in developing their spiritual side may expense, experience fewer hospitalizations and require less long-term care than their peers who are less spiritual. An interesting study found a connection between the spirituality and the health care needs. While it's unclear what the exact connection between spirituality and health is, evidence suggests that those who are inclined to develop their spiritual life may reap the rewards of a better health. So, personal peace in an instant. Stress can appear at any time, and while a regular habit of stress-relieving meditation or relaxation response is restorative, it's also very helpful to take full advantage of other simple stress-reducing techniques throughout the day. Many, many of you probably know, probably use one or more of these techniques automatically and unconsciously. But sometimes when you employ a stress-reduction technique and con- consciously and deliberately, it can be more effective. So here are some simple techniques to bring more peace into your life. Breathe deeply. Deep diaphragmic breathing can be an excellent stress reducer. Research has shown that slowing down and deepening our breath shifts us from the stress response to the relaxation response. Optimum breathing can not only help reduce stress levels, but it can also improve performance. Dr. Pratt often will stop and take a few deep breaths to reduce stress in any situation. Here's how you can do that. You can sit or stand comfortably, place your hands on your stomach. Once you've practiced, you probably won't need to put your hands on your stomach, but it gives you a good indication of whether you're doing diaphragmic breathing or not. Inhale slowly and deeply, letting your abdomen expand like a balloon. Exhale, letting your abdomen fall as you release all of the air. Press the air out as you contract your abdomen, pulling it in. Repeat a few times and relax. Another way, listen to music. Music can be an excellent stress reducer. Music has been shown to increase emotional arousal and induce positive emotions. It activates reward centers in the brain and inhibits negative emotions. Anthony Storer states, music exalts life and gives meaning. Music is a source of reconciliation, exhilaration, and hope that never fails. An irrepressible and unreserved trend dental blessing. Many surgeons, me included, so Dr. Pratt including himself, listen to music while operating. In a 1994 study of 50 male surgeons showed that listening to music can reduce the elevations in blood pressure and heart rate that often accompany performing tasks under pressure. And music, like photographs, can remind us of pleasant events in our past. 
and have and have readily available relaxation relaxing soothing tapes or CDs in your car or workplace and at home. And if you're in the habit of listening to talk radio while you drive now, and again, switch to a classical or soothing jazz station and feel your body relax as you listen. Put on music that you enjoy while completing chores or while walking the dog. Be an, quote, active listener and allow the music to alter your mood and relax you. I learned something yesterday when I was in getting my flu shot, and the nurse said, I said, now all i got to do is relax. She says, wiggle your toes. She says, if you, wiggle, you, if you concentrate on wiggling your toes, you cannot be tense. So that was, that's my little uh, extra little tidbit to add for today's call. I'm going to take everybody off mute so we can say goodbye to each other because we're now at the end of our time for today, and I'm still not finished. <laughs> Those old old German bombs will get you distracted every time. (laughs) So wiggle your toes, wiggle your toes, relax, you can't be tense. (laughs) That's awesome. I I was so, it it really kind of threw me for a loop that the nurse had said that, and I'm going, oh, okay, well, I guess that makes sense. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Wow, what a good piece of information. You can't be stressed while you're funct- while you're trying to wiggle your toes. I love it. Yes, now I've just got to figure out if I can use that in a school study or not, if that will work with the kids. <laughs> well, you know, I used to use brain gym with my kids, and I taught them how to um, do some cross... Cross, cross body... Uh, Yes, cross-body holding to help them calm themselves. And I was, and often we would just, after we did the exercises, we would lie, we would all lie on the floor, me included, and we would just listen to music for five minutes, and then we would get back to work. And it was amazing how much more work I, how much more productive we were when we did that. Me too. <laughs> well, that's always a good thing, so... Yeah, well, oh, if you teach your kids how to, if you teach your kids how to deal with stress, then they cope so much better. We all do. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then they then they're not constantly stressing out. My kindergartner has a low melt point, so we're we're working on that. So well, yeah, teach definitely teach your kindergartner how to cope. Oh, absolutely. Or go for a walk or go for a run or play a game. Move. When stressed, move. (laughs) Well, and the nice thing is they have one of these poppity balls. And so, because the parents aren't allowed girls outside at all unless they're with them. So, I say, okay, two minute poppy break. Go sit on, go bounce on the bouncy ball. And away they go. So, it's, that's been the godsend. They have had a trampoline in the backyard, but they've winterized it, so it's not available. So. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I have one of those little uh, seats for my grandson. It's a little, it's a flat, round circle, 
and they put it uh, on his chair. It's like a wobble ball, and he can yeah. wobble and shake on, on, on the ball, and it helps him to focus and settle. And he's at six. He's an active little boy. <laughs> well, and I, my kindergartner is definitely very active. In fact, she's been known to have her feet up on the desk. And she, but but then she's a gymnast. Gymnast. They go to. They had been going to gymnastics, so they both are very um, flexible and like yes. to move. So, but the second grader knows when it's the appropriate time to do it, and the kindergarten not so much. So we're we're still working on that. <laughs> yeah. So, good thoughts. Well, everybody, have a great weekend, and we will be back on Monday, and we'll be absolutely fabulous because I believe it's Dorcas that's up on Monday. <laughs> I'm a, I'm um I'm up on Monday. You're up. Oh, we'll have to talk about it. We'll check and see. Okay. And yes, I'm up on Monday. And Victoria, God bless her, God Victoria Purper, will be doing what you were talking about today. Some lovely meditation. meditation tomorrow. Yes, and after listening to you today, I realize I have to do it more. Thanks for the great yeah. info. You are most welcome. Good to hear your voice, Vic- Victoria. Well, thank you so much. As ever, Susan, well, you're... you keep you keep bringing up things that we can learn and make things better, and I do appreciate it so much. Oh, I use wonderful. everything you tell us. <laughs> well, you know, I figure we've got to we've got to remember to supplement. Otherwise, if we're not constantly growing and cho- <coughs> growing and challenging ourselves, then we're going to get bored in that. And since this is a lifestyle change, we've got to figure out how to not, not get bored with our lifestyle change. <laughs> oh, no. It has to become part of your natural way. Yes. It sure does. Well, I've got to run because I've got some big chores to get done today. Oh, and yes. I will be back tomorrow to listen to Mr. Gloria. Right. Hey. <laughs> Take care. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome.